0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, worship team. Happy Monday, everyone. As we start this new week, let's start it in John, our faithful friend and evangelist. If you want to turn with me to page 877 in your pew Bibles. And we have a big chunk of scripture. We're not gonna read all of it. I'll try to direct you. I'm gonna read a few verses, then skip a few, and and then read a few more. But would you join me? John 14, and we're gonna start with verse 15. Jesus says, "'If you love me, you will keep my commandments, "'and I will ask the Father, "'and he will give you another advocate "'to be with you forever.'" This is the spirit of truth. For the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him, because He abides in you, and He will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also live. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives Do not let your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, my name is Jennifer, and I am so pleased that I am your chaplain of discipleship. And so that means that basically all day, every day, I sit in my fancy new office over in the house, and I just think about discipleship, yours and mine, and discipleship can be defined in a number of ways. It's pretty complex, but really it's pretty simple. It's following Jesus. The Gospels tell us that as Jesus was walking along, he saw Simon and he saw Andrew and he saw Levi and he saw Abby and he saw Hannah and he saw Isaiah and Trinity and Cam and Samantha and Aiden, and Case and he saw you and he said me. Augustine says simply, what does follow mean except imitate? Christ suffered for us and left us an example for us to follow in his footsteps. And that's kind of your basic definition of discipleship. And I don't know about you, but I mean, here's how most of my days go as one following Jesus. I wake up I thank the Lord for the gift of this new day, this new day that he has given me, and I set out to be a really good disciple of Christ, right? And it usually takes about, on average, 1.5 seconds for me to get into that day to fail and fail utterly, in loving Jesus and in following com- his commands, which is what he says here, I know you, you are good disciples, so you probably make it on average, I don't know, 1.8 minutes before you say, "Ah, oh, I failed again. In, this, in these words, in our text today, Jesus has said to his disciples, my hour has come It's time for me to go and go to the cross. And so before they can raise their hands and say, but Jesus, I'm going to fail at following you. And before they can start listing all of their anxieties and their questions, Jesus says, hold on, beloved. Do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm leaving, but I will not leave you orphaned. I will ask the Father, and the Father will give you another advocate to be with you forever, and that's the Holy Spirit. And today, just for a couple minutes, our time is short, we're going to talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, in mine, and in the life of the church because I find that the Holy Spirit that the idea of the Holy Spirit is one of the most deeply comforting and transformative doctrines of the Christian faith. So John says, here you heard it plainly, God is with us. God himself is in us now, now and forever in the third person of the Trinity, the Spirit. So what does the Spirit do? Well, Scripture says a lot of things about the Spirit, but John captures just a few of the things here, and they're so good. First, the Spirit's role is love. The Spirit brings us, us, into the infinite, all-encompassing, inexplicable love of the Trinity, the love of son for the father, father for the son, given and held by the Holy Spirit. Just this dizzying language that Jesus says, I am in my father and you and me and I and you, and we're brought into that love and we're held there and we're meant to live out of that love because of the Spirit. The Spirit's role is truth. Jesus says This is the Spirit of truth, and the Holy Spirit will always, always point in the direction of truth. Now we know that truth is not a what but a who, right? It's Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. One preacher said that the Spirit's job is to shine a spotlight on Jesus, so that in all circumstances, we know him as our truth, right, and the world's truth. The Spirit's role is peace, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. This isn't the peace that the world gives you, but I give it to you, said Jesus. And, and here's the thing, if you're looking for peace, peace in your mind, peace in your heart, in your relationships, in your soul, that will not come from the world or anything of the world that comes from God and from God's spirit in you. Jesus says the spirit will teach us everything we need to know about being disciples and about keeping Christ's commands. And he'll remind us of who Jesus is. Thankfully, my brain is going, I need reminders all day long. He'll remind us of all Jesus has said to us and of the good work that God started in us in Christ and that he's going to complete in us by the power of the spirit. Jesus also says twice, and anything repeated, we got to really pay attention to, that Jesus says, in the spirit, I will send you another advocate. And this word advocate, maybe some of you know, is this, is this fancy Greek word called parakaleo, or paraclete. And I love that word, para means alongside, to come alongside, and kaleet, or kaleo, means to call out to. And it's sometimes, that word is sometimes translated helper, comforter, counselor, defender even. And I love that word because, of course, the Spirit is for us all of these things. The Spirit is our advocate who will plead our case, our helper who comes to our aid. The Spirit is our counselor who gives us wisdom and strength, our defender, defender, who defends us against all that would threaten to undo us. And here's what I found, that most often the spirit defends me against myself, right? Because within me, and I bet within you, are are the spirit of fear and pride and self-centeredness and self-loathing, and they all live within me. And so I'm trusting that the Spirit is also going to come into me and point me back to Christ and remind me that I am not defined by those things or defined by my failure. I'm defined by Christ and by his righteousness and life and work within me. Friends, when you hear Jesus' call, call to you, your name, and he says, follow me, come on, just follow me, he would never say, okay, follow me, and now, good luck. Good luck. God bless you. Hope it goes well, right? See you later. I'll see you at the end. He would never ask us to follow him and then throw us back on ourselves to figure it out. I will not orphan you, Jesus himself advocates for us. He's our first advocate, right? At the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And he ever prays for you, for your every footstep on the path of discipleship. And then he gives you this other advocate, this indwelling spirit to be right beside you, calling out to you all that you need, calling out to you love and truth and peace, courage, defense, Hope, patience. That's what the Spirit does. And so you're probably asking, okay, well, how do I get the Spirit? Right? Sounds good. Sounds good. How do I get the Spirit? How do I live by the Spirit? I want to share with you one scripture. And I just come back. If you've been in conversation with me, I probably referred to this scripture with you because I come back to this scripture all the time because it's so helpful for me. And I bet it is for you. It's from Acts 2. And if you know Acts at all, Acts 2 tells us about the day of Pentecost. After the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, God did what Jesus promised here in chapter 14. And he pours out his spirit. He poured it out on those who believe that day in Jesus and those who were baptized in his name. And so Acts 2.42 says, those filled by the spirit then, filled with it, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer, and that list for me—it's kind of become sort of like a Holy Spirit checklist. And I trust that God has poured out His Spirit on me. But I want to—if I want to live in the Spirit and filled with the Spirit and see where He's working—it's best if I devote myself to those things, because in those is where the Spirit is likely to make himself known in my life. So friends, I just leave you, as you head out today, I'll leave this list with you. Devote yourself. Devote yourself in private and gathered worship to the apostles' teaching, which is scripture. Devote yourself to true, good, honest fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Devote yourself to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And little by little, I promise The Holy Spirit will live and work and move in you, O disciples. Go in the grace and knowledge and peace of Jesus Christ. Amen.